0: Uh, Charlotte's going to come and read for us um, the introduction to what Luke's going to talk to us about, which is from the Gospel of Matthew, and that's chapter 4. And Charlotte's going to start at verse 18, and she's going to read through to chapter 5 and verse 12. Thanks, Charlotte.
1: Morning, everybody. As Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee... Jesus called them and immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Jesus went through Capernaum, teaching in the synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and illness among the people. News about him spread all over Syria and people brought to him all who were ill with various diseases. Those suffering severe pain, the demon possessed, those having seizures and the paralysed, And he healed them. Large crowds from Galilee, the Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and the region across the Jordan followed him. Now when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountain and sat down. His disciples came to him and he began to teach them. He said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you.
0: Um, So, Luke, we look forward to uh, your your words too, isn't it? It's great to see you again. Thank you, Mark. Um, Great to see you all. Really good. Um, I'm on my 10th day of uh, COVID isolation today, so... To be honest, I'd be happy to see anyone that's not a direct family member, but um, none more so than my Old Trafford family. It's it's really nice to see you. I think it's been five and a half years since we left Old Trafford now. Um, We think of you a lot and uh, yeah, we really miss you. So Ellie sends her love as well. Um, So this morning, um, we are going to talk about Kim Kardashian. We're going to quote from the Apocrypha, um, but please bear with me we are gonna focus on, as Mark said, what it means to be blessed. So do you feel blessed today? So we're, we're really blessed. This is, this is a quote that we might hear quite a lot in Christian circles. I'm sure you, you all have done. And in my experience, it's generally linked to things like family and friends, um, having good health, skills, even finances you know yeah I'm so blessed to be able to live in this house to live here or, or even the weather you know when people say how's camping oh we were so blessed we were really blessed with sunshine so based on that if I'm to paint a picture of the most blessed of blessed people I guess they would be hanging out in the sunshine uh, in the garden of their big comfortable house they'd be in peak physical condition um, they'd be surrounded by loved ones, their loving family. Uh, they've probably just secured a nice promotion. Um, and I think this blessed person would be full of wisdom as well. I think they'd, they'd give really moving exhortations. They'd be super popular with church friends and non-church friends. Um, so that's being blessed, right? Um, when Kim Kardashian officially became a billionaire, Kanye West tweeted this about her. I'm so proud of my beautiful wife, Kim Kardashian West, for officially becoming a billionaire. You've weathered the craziest storms and now God is shining on you and now family. So blessed. Um, isn't that lovely? Although nowhere in the Bible are we told um, any of this stuff. We're not told that we'll be blessed with any of these things as a result of following Jesus. Um, And in fact, as we've just read, Jesus tells uh, pretty much the opposite um, in one of his his first teachings on the Sermon on the Mount. So we're going to think about uh, those verses today. Um, And at first glance, the blessings um, in the Beatitudes, they seem quite straightforward. Most of us know them. We've all heard them um, lots of times, probably. But I think very often we, or certainly I, don't really feel the impact of of what's being said here. Maybe we even miss the point. So for example, um, one of them says, blessed are those who mourn. And now many of us, I'm sure sadly have lost people in the last year or the last couple of years. Um, I lost my granddad last summer. He lived to a very old age. you know, as much as you can ask for. Um, but but the mourning part really hurt. You know, you feel this gaping hole in your life, a huge feeling of, of loss for someone who's unbelievably important and influential. Um, so I felt blessed to have had him, but mourning for him, you know, it felt horrible. Um, is that what it feels like to be blessed? So what I want to do is I want to think about the impact. Of the words that Jesus said uh, in these chapters and think about what they might have made people feel when Jesus first said them because for me that's when it really comes to life so um, we'll we'll think about the types of people who are attending that crowd on the Sermon of the Mount and um, but first what what would these people have expected from a jewish teacher who is dishing out blessings to the crowd what were they used to hearing what were they expecting um, so other than the sort of examples i've given blessings they're not something that we use a lot um, in in day-to-day language i think but it's likely that it was quite a common expression um, for the culture at the time um, for the jews that, that jesus was speaking to there are loads of examples um of blessings throughout the bible generally i think it's a way of um holding up an example so it's something admirable something we should strive for that, that implies being in a in a right relationship with god and it's experiencing all the benefits and the happiness that come from from being in that relationship so for example um if i look quickly at psalm 119 first verse it says, blessed are those whose way is blameless, who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep his testimonies, who seek him with their whole heart, uh, who also do no wrong, but walk in his ways. So there's this idea of, of being in God's favour uh, when we follow God's commandments and act the way he wants us to and the positive impact that that can have on us. But it's also completely unobtainable i mean this verse is saying i'm blessed if i keep the law and do no wrong it's like wow that's a that's a big ask Um, and we see lots of this throughout the old testament in the psalms and the proverbs but it's likely that this language was used and it was um adapted by other religious teachers and and leaders uh, at the time of christ So I've got an example here, and sorry, I'm not sharing slides today, Um, but this is an example from a a teacher at the time called Yeshua Ben Sirah. And he was a very famous Jewish teacher who lived in Jerusalem, I think about 200 years before Jesus. Um, And here's, here's his impression. Here's what he was teaching about what it meant to be blessed. He said, blessed is the man who finds joy in his children and who lives to see his enemies downfall blessed is he who dwells with a sensible wife and who plows not like a donkey yoked with an ox blessed is he who serves not his inferior blessed is he who speaks to attentive ears um, now at first you can be forgiven for thinking this comes straight out of proverbs it sounds like something that Jesus might say maybe that when we look a little closer what is this this prominent Jewish teacher actually saying he's saying who who are the people who are blessed how do you know if God's on your side well because you have a family um, because the people who you don't like are failing and because you're winning he's saying you're blessed if you've got a good wife um, if you don't have to do manual labor uh, if people if people are working for you and not the other way around, so you're blessed if you're in a in a management position, probably in your career, you're not serving your inferiors, so you have a high status in society, and you're blessed if when you talk, other people listen. So you're quite influential. Um. So that's interesting, isn't it? I think all of these values that um, th- this teacher is talking about are values that still hold in. Uh, in today's society and these are the sorts of things that people at the time of Jesus probably would have expected Jesus to say but as far as Jesus was concerned these have nothing to do with the fullest blessings from God. Um, So let's have a little think about the the perspective of the people in the crowd I think it helps to ask ourselves who was Jesus actually talking to here and um, so this is why I, I called out the, the verses from chapter four, verse 18. It gives us a little bit of context. And we find out in that chapter that Jesus, um, uh, he, he started to proclaim the good news of the kingdom. And after he's picked up a few fishermen, we see there are people here who are suffering with severe chronic pain, people with mental health disorders, epileptics, paralyzed people and people with other serious diseases and let's not forget that we're talking here about ancient judea and it's under a brutal roman occupation there's no national health service there's no social care there's no modern medicine um if you got sick you and your family would have to fend for yourself You'd still be expected to pay your taxes, um, which were increasing all the time. So many of these types of people in the crowd and their families would be really financially vulnerable and at risk of, of being physically punished for, for not paying their dues. Um, so even, even in, in Jewish religious circles, th- these, these people wouldn't have an easy time. If you had skin diseases, um, people wouldn't come near you for for fear of being contaminated. People would look at you and see you as cursed or possessed or sinful. Um, So you'd be stigmatised, you'd be ignored in society. The people flocking to Jesus, they were the absolute outcasts. They were the no-hopers. They were the insignificant So having thought about the the crowds, the people Jesus is talking to, let's go back. We're going to go to the the Sermon on the Mount and try and put yourself in the shoes of the people uh, that he's talking to. And listen to Jesus just totally turn your worldview upside down. So imagine Jesus, he's looking in the eye and he's saying, Forget what you've been told, forget what everyone else is saying or what you've been made to believe. believe. You are blessed. You who are poor in spirit. You're rejected, you're downbeat, you're financially and spiritually poor. You're blessed. The kingdom of heaven is yours. You who mourn, you who are hurting, you're missing something deeply. Um, you realise that not all is right with the world and in fact this world can be a really sad place that you are blessed and you're the ones who will be comforted you who are meek um, you don't think highly of yourself because why would you? You have no importance you have no significance to anyone who matters but you are blessed and you will inherit the earth and if these things apply to you you're the ones who are going to hunger thirst for things to be made right you're desperately craving the same kind of things as jesus Uh, and jesus is saying you will be satisfied blessed are the merciful those who know that they are powerless to to change the world but they're willing to do their small act of mercy to a friend maybe to a stranger or a colleague, and give them a taste of the kingdom to come. You will experience God's mercy. Blessed are you who are pure in heart. It's the people who aren't distracted and and sucked into caring about status or self-gain or getting things their own way. But just more than anything, you want to know your creator and you want to know your saviour. You will find what you are looking for. Blessed are the peacemakers, the people who've seen enough of conflict, who want cooperation instead. These people, they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven. So I think it's worth noting. Nowhere does Jesus tell us that we need to start being really sad or that we need to be persecuted. Go get yourself bullied. Um, And in fact, if we read this as a list of characteristics that make a good Christian or qualities that we should strive for. We're, we're actually in danger of missing the whole point I, I think jesus is actually describing the people who have chosen to follow him and and he's describing how their lives might turn out the kinds of people that jesus first proclaimed the, the kingdom of god to it's the people who had nothing left to lose the people who were the least significant and they were precisely the people who, who understood the, the completely upside down value set of the kingdom of God. That the last will be first. Um, of course, this is also really challenging in a way. I think if, if the message of the Beatitudes here, that if it doesn't come, it doesn't hit home with us personally, maybe it is worth taking a step back. Um, and, and reevaluating our priorities and the values that we think are important in the way that we're living our life. Um, I sometimes think, would I have been one of the people who was flocking to Jesus, you know, desperately um, needing him at the beginning of his ministry? Or would I have been someone who was actually a bit too comfortable to realise that I really needed him? If if we are blessed, you know, blessed in today's common use of the word, if we have a beautiful, lovely family, um, job security, money, friends, good health. If we're comfortable with life as it is, then maybe in some ways it's actually harder for us to fully grasp the, the true blessings that God has laid out for us, which are so much bigger, so much better. Um, we we might have too much to lose. So now we're going to come to the bread and the cup of wine. And here we reflect and we think of a certain person who would have probably looked quite out of place in a room full of people that society considers blessed. Um, It's someone of the poorest, humblest background, who was raised in a nothing town with no money to his name. Someone who had no interest in serving his own agenda, who mourned for the world and the way that he saw humanity treating each other. We're thinking of someone who desperately craved for ruined relationships to be put right. He experienced pain. He experienced rejection to an extent that we will never be able to. But he also experienced God's blessings in their absolute fullest. And these are the same blessings that have been offered to us. Uh, the kingdom of heaven is ours, it's there, it's willingly given to us. It's a fulfillment and a, a purpose and a hope of a world free from all the hatred, the sadness and all the messed up things that we see today. So when we just drop everything and follow Jesus, that is when we are truly, truly blessed, blessed beyond all comprehension. So let's think about that as we as we move to the
1: bread and wine this morning. Thank you.